Jaren Cacophony tells you that the Power of Free podcast is back and this week we've got one of our interview episodes and we are lucky enough to be joined by one of my teenage crushes, it's Brigadier Bambera herself, Angela Bruce. But before we get to the Brigadier Bambera of Battlefield, I better introduce my co-conspirator who's here to have a quick chat with me today. It's Dave yes, Steele. I better introduce myself in that case to listeners, it's me, it's David Steele. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Kenny's bottomless address book strikes again. It does. It does. And uh, I just thought well, it would be quite nice if there was a quick chat about Brigadier Bambera, as Sylvester says. And I have to say, when she was first introduced, I remember reading about in Celestial Toy Room that there was going to be a new female black brigadier in Battlefield. And thinking, that's different. But, of course, this is 1989. And you think, you know, this is, you know, 15, 20 years ahead of its time. And Ben Aronovich, Andrew Carmel, very much forward-thinking. Yeah, Battlefield's a very diverse story. Um, Xiao Young, the Brigadier, um, some of the accents and the unit guys. Yeah, it's, um, it's nicely forward-thinking. It really demonstrates, I suppose, units' international um, approach. Perhaps better than some of the, the, the 70 stories where everyone just sounded English. That's very true. Major Husak and characters like that, played by Robert Jezek, who later played Frobisher. But let's chat about Bambera. I was a huge fan, taken very quickly taken by her, the fact that she takes no nonsense and the fact that you think she's going to swear, but she doesn't, <laughs> which was a shame. Yes. Yeah, she's very funny. I remember thinking she was, um, I remember always laughing at the line, um, you and your freaky friends. Um, you could tell Angel Bruce was enjoying herself immensely. Yeah, Battlefield's a weird story. I remember that I've talked. I think I talked about this when season on the podcast when season twenty six Blu-ray came out. I didn't like it at the time. I remember when it finished, just thinking it'd been really corny and awful, and I couldn't wait to um, press the stop button on my VHS recorder so I could, you know, whoosh. Um, but I remember the last time I watched it being a little more inclined, admiring its its energy and its pace. Um, I think the, the special edition on the Blu-ray where they included some. Just simple things like insert shots of London as the Briggs helicopter took, no, left by Stewart's helicopter took off and stuff, and just made it a little more palatable and a little, a little tidier. Yeah, it's I, I probably have a better opinion of it now than I did when I first saw it. Well, where do you stand on Battlefield? I think Battlefield's got so much potential. I think it's got there's just so much in it that you know that's it's not perfect, but there's so much right about it, and I think that. The pay, as you say, the pace of it is one thing. Ben Aronovich's imagination, sort of like creatures from a parallel world coming here from Arthurian times. Brilliant. Absolutely great. And I think it's, you know, very quickly, Bambera establishes herself as a character who you like. The fact she's got that brilliant rapport with Anselin and the fact they've got, yes. you know, very quickly you can tell, yep, they're a couple. And um, the way they've got their, their banter and teasing each other and uh, when they're jogging along and she's threatening him with violence when he makes a comment, if you call me my lady one more time, that kind of stuff. I just love it. I think there's just yeah. so much. It's a story. There's a lot of fun to it. I mean, okay, it's not 
perhaps as highly regarded as Remembrance of the Daleks, but there's so much in there that is absolutely right and it is so Doctor Who. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it maybe suffers a little bit from um, Andrew Cartmel and Ben Aronovich's sort of lack of self-discipline. There's a lot of ideas and a lot of characters that turn up and then vanish, and you wonder why they were, they were even there in the first place. Um, but, you know, it's, it's got a lot of, it's Yeah, as I said, I like it more than I used to, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, just as you say, as we were saying before we started, it was a real shame that Doctor Who ended when, it's, ended when it did, because really, obviously, we've had Kate Stewart coming back in the 21st century, and Bambera is so set up to become a recurring character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's a shame, I'm sure, that you know, if we had got another series in 1990, we would have seen her again. Yeah, and it's, you know, it was nice because you almost had the, you know, Lesbian Stewart passing the torch. You know, this is the new Brigadier because our Brigadier's retired. You know, it's, and, you know, it's it's a shame. I mean, I remember um, the novelisation of Downtime when it became, when it was put as a missing adventure in the 90s. She popped up in that. But by that point, I think I was starting to get a little wary of sort of such sort of, fan-serving continuity inserts. Um, so I remember probably going, right, fair enough, okay. Um, am I right in thinking that she was in the sort of missing season 27 that Big Finish did ages ago? I can't yes. remember. Yeah, she's in the story Animal right. by Andrew Cartmill, which has got alien cool. worm, alien fungi, I think they were, and uh, in which humanity will come to no harm. So, yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. I really remember, it's a long time since I've listened to those stories, but I remember really enjoying them. Yeah, they're really good. And as a wee reminder, Dave, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Lost Stories. Animal. You will come to no harm. Sorry? Why have you all suddenly fallen silent? I know who you are. I know you're not who you claim to be. You will come to no harm. They were found growing wild in Mauritania. We were investigating the remains of what appeared to be an alien craft that had crashed in the tropical forest. It's one of those things! Ironically, this is exactly what I wanted to show you, Doctor. Watch out! You will come to no harm. Is everyone all right? A spaceship. It's colossal! So this is what a traitor looks like up close. You want to see a traitor? Look in the mirror. You will come to no harm. The campus is a ghost town, Doctor. Just tell me what's going to happen. It's a surprise. Cast him down into the killing pit. All I can tell you is that it's going to be their worst nightmare come true. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Have you heard Unit Brave New World, the spin-off headed up by Bambera? Not as yet, no. I haven't, unfortunately. Can I just say, I do recommend it. It's very, very good. It's got a good pace to it. It's somewhere between classic unit, 21st century unit. It's probably more leaning towards 21st century unit sensibilities. And the pacing of it's great. And there's a lovely story arc in there. And um, why don't we hear the trailer for the first set of that now? We won't play both of them, even though they're both very good. Seabed 1 to Seabed 2, come in, over. From Big Finish Productions, 
There's a bomb about to go off. Unit. Brave New World. Volume 1. Is that you, Brigadier Bambera? Brad, down! I'm going in! You're being recalled to Unit Central Control. What? No, I'm not done here. If the BSP made contact with alien life, I can assure you that we wouldn't keep quiet about it. I've seen some pretty freaky things in my time. But to this day, I really hate dealing with the woo-woo stuff. What the hell was that? We're about to have company! Damn it! Open fire! Don't let it touch you! It's deadly! But it's a butterfly! You people always reduce everything to monsters. Buckhunt, Sergeant. A unit privilege. Activate the containment cage! You're my scientific advisor? Are you expecting a twitchy little man with a clipboard? What did they promise you all, huh? It's... Okay, who gave the cleaner aliens hat? I won't have your delusional vendetta. Hold up our launch any longer. Ah! down! Leo, you know what you're doing. Me too. Shame. Are you sure the nation will survive me in charge? Big finish for the love of stories. It's a great new cast with Severin and Dr. Louise Ricks and yeah, there's a really good chemistry there. But of course they're all headed up by Bambera and and she's the star of the show, so why don't we hear from the wonderful Angela Bruce right now? Hello, my name is Angela Bruce and I played Brigadier Bambera in Battlefield. I suppose for a part that effectively you had for what, around what, five, six weeks back in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. It's something that's remained with you all these years, I would imagine, with Doctor Who fans coming up and wanting mm. to get this and that signed here and there. Mm. Well, it's like what you were saying, Kenny. I'm bumping into people who were very young when they saw me playing Bambera. I mean, it was it was only about two weeks ago that someone was cycling past me, funny enough, with a very broad Glaswegian accent, saying that they'd watched Doctor Who. And they just did the salute. They did the Bambera salute. And that's in Brighton. And I went, oh my goodness, it never stops. But the funny thing is I was in, I was in Switzerland in the mountains one time and thinking you're in the middle of nowhere in Switzerland. There's hardly anybody there. And you've got the mountains behind you and snow-capped peaks. And somebody shouted Bambera in the loudest voice. And it sort of ricocheted around the mountains. And I looked, I could hardly see them because they were further enough away, but they just realized it was me, which was quite, quite amazing. I thought, is there any way you can go in the world that no, there's not a Doctor Who fan? <laughs> it didn't set off an avalanche, I trust. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that working in Battlefield was a happy experience for you. It is an amazing time, because I mean, I've done some things with Sophie, you know, going back to that period and remembering it all. And I, you know, I bump into a lot and I've tweaked to David Tennant's bottom a couple of times on some outings. Um, but, cheeky, um, cheeky brigadier. Well, he deserved it, he deserved it. And uh, it's, it's just a thing that sticks in your head. I think because that period of time, they allowed, they allowed you to rehearse. They allowed you to, to, for the chemistry of the characters to develop. Because if you realize there was, um, there was Jean Marsh, there was myself. We, we'd all just met 
And here we were in this situation. And it gave you two weeks to block it, to work with the characters, and then the crew come in. I mean, imagine that, two weeks. That's not far from where Big Finish actually work now. Their <laughs> building is very close to North Acton, which we call the Acton Hilton. And um, we had that time. Also, it was important to have that time with Sophie and so that we didn't and Sylvester because so we didn't laugh, spent too much time laughing on location because it was just so much fun. But also I got to work with, you know, Alf, Alf, Alf joined or watch him working, doing the stunts with yeah. the, the boys had the actual sword in the rehearsal room to practice. And he said to me, would you watch this? Because maybe Bambero might be able to come in on a, a fight scene. So I sat, I remember with a biro pen mimicking the moves that the boys were doing with their huge swords and then in the end having to do it on location but actually knew exactly those moves they had a wonderful stunt person who was making me look great but um that time allowed us to really get that chemistry going so we went on location we we're like a family now you don't get that you literally can be told that you're doing a job on a friday and you're putting it in the can on the Monday, there's no time to connect to anybody, especially if you're guesting. Now, I was guesting in that, and a lot of people were established in that. And here I was coming in, and I was made to feel at home, and I, I had so much fun. Marcus was absolutely beautiful to work with, and yeah, it was great. It's absolutely great. Great yeah. experience for me. Yeah, because it's such a shame that because you watch Battlefield and Bambera is, from the word go, She's a fully rounded character and you think there's so much yeah. potential here. And it's just yeah. a shame that the show came off air because you just know that she would have been back if it had continued. Yeah, it was really sad to see it go, such as the, the, the politics of it. But I was so pleased that when it came back, when it was revived and, uh, you know, they've managed to keep something that, of that essence of the show going. So I've, you know, I love it. I love it. I watch it when I can. <laughs> and um, Jodie in that is just, I think she's lovely. I, I, you know, I, I, I went to, you know, because I attend conventions and there were some people who were saying they had problems with um, the doctor being female. And that was quite, quite confusing for me because the doctor is all and everything. You know, this is the uni unique thing about the doctor. The, the, the amazing shapeshifter in the universe. And, and so to actually say, well, what, the outer form can't be this, it was quite extraordinary, but we managed to get through that because really it's the essence of the character, the person that's important. So it was great. It was great to actually be involved in that and to actually see how it's grown and actually meet the next generation. When you go to conventions, yeah. you meet the next generation who are already fired up about. I, I'm amazed how many people do watch, go back to the the earlier um, yeah. Doctor Who. That always surprises me. Why is that? Well, I mean, I think I'm more likely to put on a classic series episode than a new series episode sometimes. Uh -huh. um, yeah, yeah. I think there's, I suppose in some ways, there's a, like the childhood security and sort of like taking you back to happier times and places. I mean, I will have to admit on first transmission, I missed episode three of Battlefield. I did get it recorded because mm -hmm. I went to watch Aberdeen beat Celtic at Hamden Park in the oh. League Cup semi-final. 
And then wow. as soon as I get back in, that was important. Yeah, I even remember that Ian Cameron scored the goal just after half time. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm, see, this is this is where I'm such a geek. But there's something sort of nice and safe about it because I mean, both my parents have passed away now, so I'm able oh. to. That sort of it makes me sort of it gives me that happy, warm glow. Yes, of happy, you know, happy yes. times and places, and it's it's quite nice just to be able to sit back and enjoy. I mean, I love new Doctor Who, but for some, the classic is some. I think it's because you get more time to get to know the characters. That's yeah, something exactly. I like. I particularly yeah, yeah. enjoy that. But also, what you're talking about is what's what's relevant today. Is you're talking about a connection to a happier time, mm. and you're talking about your parents were alive then. You're talking about Aberdeen and Celtic, right? Which, if it, if it was Liverpool playing Man U, I'd be the same mm -hmm. volatile person hoping for the Reds, to, Liverpool, to do it. And. Um, <laughs> And it just, it's like putting on an old record and you remember the emotional connection to that record. And it's as if it was talking to you. And I think what people connected to as that time probably was the strength of characters, you know? And you, you, you found that women at that time were represented as very strong within, within Doctor Who. The only place that I would see of a series that was similar, that gave women that strength was Coronation Street where you had the women who were the, you know, the strength. And, and so I, I think today, especially when we've had COVID, where everybody's been closed down and isolated, I think that's what it is. I think you're talking about a coming together of community. And that's what I definitely see when I, when I go to conventions. I see fans old and new coming together as a family for yeah. an occasion. It's not just, oh, well, I popped up. You get drawn into it. You, you, you follow people. You, you're saying hello to a lot of the people. You go, oh my goodness, I haven't seen you fall. And what the important thing was, we can connect because there's nothing else that's important. There's yes. nothing else you're going to take away with you in this life other than connection. What have you done? How have you connected and conversed with other human beings on this planet? Yeah. And so you've got something in there that says, well, where was I at that time? You're talking about the 15-year-old. So obviously something major impacted that you go back to that stage as your comfort zone. Yeah. And when you, when, you, when you lose family, they come to a stop and you have to create another family or comfort zone. And yeah. that's what we do, or I think all the time, continue to meet more families. Like... You've been today, and I'm going to tell the listeners, been sent a lovely present from some people who are just saying, we're connecting with you. We're sending you love and good wishes. That's all I think is important today as it was at that time, but more reflected now because of the fact we have been. It's like they're talking about, they talk about World War III, which is not going to happen, by the way, but they're talking about World War III. We had a world war, which is COVID. It was worldwide and it affected everyone. And it actually, at that time, the world became a family because it was an unseen thing. It was like an invasion. If you thought of Doctor Who, if you thought of an invasion and aliens, that was it. And we didn't know, we didn't have the weapons we had to learn as we were going along. But what it meant was, I remember at times standing on my balcony or something, applauding with the neighbors, the NHS, 
That was a family, an emotional connection at that time. And that was a time when we became united. There was no division, there was no racism, there was literally an understanding that we were all together in something that was larger than us. And then we come back into the world. If you then say, I forget about it, you would forget about all those things that were important to you. The same as you can't forget what you were doing when you were 15. You can't forget what it was when you could only go out for one hour. One hour. I, I'm living in Brighton and I went and sat on the beach and I sat on the beach and a policeman moved me on because you weren't allowed to stop. If you're going for your exercise, you had to keep moving. Don't you think that's extraordinary? That's ridiculous. But we all lived within that con con you know, confinement for a long time with the longing of being connected to our family, our friends, our community, which got bigger and bigger because it was worldwide. Yeah. And that's what we're going to come back to. I thought I'd just let you know that. We're coming back into a unity because there's been so much disunity. We are coming back into unity. Now, when you start talking about the principles of Doctor Who, you're talking about a universal unity, a coming together for peace. Yeah? Yes, completely agree. Generosity and all the good qualities that we have mm -hmm. as a humanity, human race. Yeah. You like that? I, I do. I mean, it's true, and it's. I mean, that's. I mean, the, some of the very last words that Peter Capaldi said before he went were, "Be kind." Yes, exactly. What you see, it doesn't matter what we own. We're sitting in houses. Do we own them? No, we don't, because the people who owned this before, and the people who owned this before, and before, and before, mm -hmm. all thought they owned it. No, the building is a building. The tree outside that building is going to outlive me in the form that it is in. It is going to outlive me unless somebody chops it down. That's a fact. I don't own anything except my heartfelt consciousness. Yeah. It's true though, speaking from the heart, and thank you, it's an absolute, I'm completely connecting with what you're saying. I mean, and one of the other, the wonderful things about Doctor Who is that when you go back to 1989, we've got, we meet Brigadier Bambera. Yeah. She's a woman. Yeah. She's a black woman. Yep. And that's it. And nobody comments. And that's 30 years ahead of you know, getting the you know, Black Lives Matter and you know, more roles for women things and positivity. And that just shows you how far Doctor Who is ahead of its time. I'll tell you something. I was invited to go into, after Angels, which you're talking about, I was invited to go into Coronation Street. Well, I auditioned for Coronation Street and the character was a woman who actually ended up breaking up the marriage between Deirdre and Ray Langton. And Neville was leaving, so it wasn't going to be repaired. That was it. And the guy who wrote for me in Angels, Leslie Duxbury, he, he wrote for me to play that character. And he didn't mention race at all. And he didn't make me a prostitute, which at that time, that's how you could get in. You know, black person, she must be a prostitute or a screaming person screaming in her native West Indian accent, which was very hard for me being a Geordie. And <laughs> so he took those scripts, he took the recommendation of me to uh, the producer who said, we can't have a black person playing that part. And he said, 
if you don't allow me to have the person I would like to play it, and because of the colour of my skin, I'm going to withdraw the scripts. Now that is amazingly brave. That's that's incredibly powerful. He did that, and Bill Podmore met me, and then we did it. And he said, "Do you need security? Because when the episodes are going out, you'll still be filming in Manchester." I said, "Don't be ridiculous. People do realise it's a drama." But I didn't have to go through any of that with Doctor Who. I didn't have to give a backstory of where I came from, how I came to be Brigadier Bambera. It's never happened, and nor should it, because I had earned my stripes to be there to be a leader of the unit, and there was no, there was no question of any. It's never happened. Oh well, I started off in, and I always wanted to be a brig. No, <laughs> my father was a no. It doesn't happen. It's great. That's what I like about it. it was ahead of, uh, ahead of its time then. Yeah, and it's absolute. And it's just now, people shouldn't blink an eye. I know I wouldn't. Well, that's, so. that's absolutely right. That's where it should be. It should be the what's coming from your heart. Yes. And the, the sooner people start giving up. You must, what they must give up is the word other. If you've got to have a word abolished from the dictionary, it should be other. Because yeah. there's no such thing as other. We're all the same. And people will not realize that until the last breath. Then they'll get it. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as other. We're all learning process on this planet for this period of time before we go back home. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Bruce, I could kiss and hug you, but I won't. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Have a gin instead. Oh, or, or a Bailey's Irish cream. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. There, we'll, we'll have one of those when we get the chance to meet That would be summer. lovely. Oh, yes. Great. And finally, Angela, how exciting has it been bringing Bambera back to life in Brave New World from Big Finish? Yes, yeah. It was a lovely, I love working with Big Finish. I think it was really interesting this time, obviously, because of COVID, um, but they set it up really nicely, as usual. And uh, it's just lovely to see the community of actors coming into that place. I mean, I, I managed to say hello to some people I hadn't seen for a long time, like Alison Ste Steadman, who was in there doing something. And it's just as lovely in the tea room to say hello and actually meet up with the familiar faces who are involved in the production. And as usual, have a wonderful time, yeah. absolutely wonderful time. And I really enjoy the writing and I love the humor in this set. And I like the idea, it was just around Bambera this time and her, her um, adventures. That was really nice. It was a lovely, it was a lovely treat. It took me till about the third day to realize that I was the lead. <laughs> didn't, didn't actually dawn on me until the third day, I would have been, really you know much more obnoxious had i realized that but i didn't <laughs> and so it, it was absolutely great it was really yeah. perfect it sort yeah. of it sort of ended my year beautifully fantastic angela that's brilliant thank you oh, thank you for inviting me you take yes. care of yourself and you angela thank you so much it was an absolute joy and i hope i didn't fanboy too much during that chat, as, as I said, I had a picture of Bambera on my wall when I was 15. Yeah, thank you, Angela, for taking the time. Um, Angela Bruce, I remember Angela in Angels when I was a little boy. And of course, she was the, the alternate Dave Lister. Yes, absolutely. Amazing, 
She's brilliant as a parallel twister. A bit of a, a bit of a British TV legend, and it's 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 nice to hear from her. And it's good to know she's doing well. Yeah, it was great chatting with her because um, we just uh, we just got on really well. You know, just very quickly there was cheeky bants, and um, before we started chatting, we had a good natter, and then um, which is always a good way just to get to know somebody before I do an interview, and and we just had a real good laugh. So really, yeah. you know, really appreciative of her taking the time to have a chat and uh, some fantastic anecdotes. So there we go. So Dave, awesome. there we go. That's it for this week's mini episode. But before we go, do you have a question for me? <laughs> yes. Kenny, are we going to play it with Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar? Dave, that is a great shout, but that's not where we're going this week. Instead, we're going to go with something that's linked to Bambera's catchphrase. We're going to go with a 1990 hip-hop song recorded by British rapper Moni Love, featuring True Image, and it was the second single from her debut album, it's Moni Love and It's a Shame, open brackets, my sister, close brackets. That'll do. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. We'll see you again very soon. Bye-bye. My sister, my sister, tell me what the trouble is. I'll try to listen good and give the best advice that I can give. So, what's up with you this time? Your honey took a dive and now he's playing with your mind. Oh, no, this cannot be accepted. The feelings that belong to you must be protected. Hold up, time out. I shall get it together, sister. To be not so distant, mister Shame. It's a shame.